If you have a Bible, you'll want to turn with me to Psalm 8. Um, And if you have a church Bible, there's something super special that you'll see um, in a minute. If you don't have a church Bible and you feel like running out and getting one, they're just out the back and they're available. They look like this. They say Holy Bible on the front and you can always bring one into church with you on a Sunday. Um, They're right there. Um, Anyone have a church Bible? Nobody. One person. Yay. No, they don't. Okay. No one has a Bible. All right. Okay. Church 101, bring a Bible. There we go. Um, Kathy's going to give out a few. I'm saying this because um, sometimes when uh, those of us stand up to preach, preach, we like to point to something in the text. And there's the most beautiful thing I noticed this morning um, because I forgot my personal Bible. It's at home. So I grabbed a church Bible and I noticed something. But I'll tell you in a bit. So Psalm 8 is on page 845. And we are thinking today about three kinds of saints. What do I mean by three kinds of saints and why? Well, uh, today we are celebrating the Feast of All Saints, um, and it is a time in the church when we remember all the saints. Um, And so I'm going to talk about three kinds of saints. Um, Anyone shout out, um, what saint is our church named after? Thank you. Wow, that was a good response. Um, And uh, can you think of any other saints? St. Teresa, of Avila, St. Luke, St. Peter, St. John, St. Margaret, St. Francis. There we go. You've heard of saints. Great. Um, I can imagine, um, and so many Anglican, Catholic, Lutheran, uh, Orthodox churches will name themselves after saints. And uh, sometimes there is a particular significance, I guess, to a group of people. Um, I'm not entirely sure why we're called St. George's. Um, We just are, but there might be a reason back in history. I just haven't found it. Um, But sometimes there's a particular reason that a church will be started with a particular name of a saint um, to name them after. Um, And uh, I sort of imagine, um, I don't know, just raise a hand if you've ever been in a committee meeting. Uh, A few of you have been in a committee meeting before, um, or a strata meeting. Imagine, you know, there they are sitting around trying to decide uh, what saint uh, to name a church after. And, you know, you can assume that that there's always a discussion, well, which one should we go with, and and so on. And uh, for St. George, it was probably fairly simple. Let's just go for St. George, and they probably said, okay. And that was easy. You know, other places, um, they have two saints, um, the church I was, I was at before um, had, uh, had St. I'm not going to remember them now, had St. Lawrence, um, had St. John the Baptist, and St. Anne. There you go. Um, and so they just called themselves after the name of the town because that was too long a title. Um, can you imagine the website, you know, St. Lawrence, St. Anne, and St. John the Baptist.com? <laughs> it would be quite long. So they just give it another name. Um, And then there are other places where you imagine the committee meeting has been quite fraught and everyone fell out and it got to almost midnight and the alarm was going to go off on the building if they had alarms back then. And so somebody said, look, why don't we just call ourselves all saints and then we won't have to make a decision. And so there are churches around. Um, I wonder if that's how All Saints got its name in mission. Uh, Maybe it was a meeting that went wrong, and they decided to compromise and call it All Saints in the end. And you see things. uh, There's there's a clothing company called All Saints. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever bought anything from there. Um, 
but I, I saw it and I took a picture and I was going to put it on the screen, but I didn't because I'm not that organized. Um, but uh, there's, there's lots of things named after saints, aren't there? So, so saints are around us, but really our question, I think, as a church is, what is the point of remembering all these saints? So there's three kinds of saints I'm going to talk about today. Um, firstly, uh, the saints of history. So those are the saints you think about uh, when you think about saints. They're the names that you called out um, the saints of history. Secondly, there's the saints of here. And by the saints of here, um, I mean people who have served faithfully in the community at St. George's for many years and worshipped here. And thirdly, um, there's the saints of today. The saints of today, uh, which is all of us. So that's where I'm going, um, and uh, I'm quite excited today. Um, I realized uh, this morning just how much there is to say about saints. It's lots of fun. Um, so I hope you're ready for a good ride. Uh, but saints are really exciting. The saints of history, they show us uh, examples of what it means to live life as a Christian. And they're quite extreme. When we think of the saints of history, um, often the stories of saints are, are meddled up with legends. Uh, if I said to you, name the first animal that comes to your mind, you can shout out all at once. It's one word, and it starts with D. What word do you think of when I say St. George? Thank you. Dragon. We think of dragon, don't we? St. George and the dragon. Now, I don't believe there's such thing as real dragons. Um, Sorry, uh, but I don't. And, uh, uh, but, but yet there's that legend, isn't there, of St. George and the dragon. And sometimes it can get confusing when we think as Christians, what can we make of these saints when they get tied up with myths and legends? Um, we think of St. Patrick who charmed all the, or got rid of all the snakes in Ireland. I'm not sure that there were ever snakes in Ireland. It, it's not hot enough and it's too wet, I think, for snakes. Uh, maybe there are some adders. But anyhow, uh, so sometimes the stories of saints are tied up in legends and then we can ignore them. The alternative is we can get too obsessed with saints. Uh, we can, some people will, will like to pray to saints or, or have um, charms of saints as good luck. Um, which uh, is, is not the best idea um, because all our hope is founded in Jesus, not in the luck of a saint and the fact we have a little trinket that says, St. Christopher, will you pray for me or something? So we have to be careful uh, as we look at these saints to see what can we learn from them um, and how can we follow their example. And the saints of history, many of them uh, we know about have done amazing things. The saints in the Bible we read about because they, they wrote parts of the Bible. So we talk about St. Luke and St. John um, because their names appear here. Uh, one of the saints I learned about because I lived near uh, where um, they were martyred was St. Albans. Um, anyone know the story of St. Albans? I'm not going to ask you to recite it. It's just raise a hand if you do. St. Albans, uh, so, so he was a saint in... Um, uh, in, in Britain, um, there was a, a town, I don't know what it was called before it was called St. Albans, but it's called St. Albans now. I think it was called Verulamium, uh, which was the Roman name. So, so the Romans were there, and, uh, and they, they weren't really into Christianity. They, they, were, they were not happy uh, that people were talking about Jesus and were trying to share Christian faith and telling them the good news of Jesus. And so uh, they said to Alban, if you do not stop doing this, um, just apologies, it's going to get gory. We're going to cut off your head. And so he said, I am not going to deny my faith. And so they cut off his head and they rolled it down a hill. It's a really steep hill. I used to ride up it on my bicycle. Um, it's called Holy Well Hill. 
um, and uh, you need to get in a really low gear to get up it because it's quite grim. Anyway, and so they rolled his head down the hill, and he was martyred and baptized, they say, at the same time. He stepped out so much for his faith that he got killed for it. And when you hear stories like that, I think, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could, if I was in a place, and there are people in the world today who are in a place where they are persecuted for their faith. That doesn't mean someone laughs at you or writes a nasty comment on your Facebook or Instagram feed about your, you going to church. Uh, real persecution is happening in parts of the world to Christians, and I think you know, it's so good we can live in a place where we haven't got to face that kind of fear, where what happened to St. Albans does happen to people around the world because they say, Jesus is the only way. And so as we look at those historic saints, I think it can be quite hard to know uh, how to follow them. So have a look then at Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Can anyone tell me whether that was verse 1 or verse 9? It was both, and that's why I wanted you to have a Bible. Uh, if you look at the, the church Bibles, um, the uh, verse 1 and verse 9 are not only identical, but the way they've laid it out in the typography, they're right next to each other. And that's what I say is really cool uh, if you have a look at that. The, the psalm is bookended by praise. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That is the beginning of this psalm of praise. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That is the end of this psalm of praise. From the beginning to the end, we're to praise the Lord who is majestic in all the earth. How majestic is the Lord in all the earth. And so the primary calling for a saint is to be people who can say that who can praise, who can worship. All of us worship something. Uh, if we want to be uh, saints, then we're to worship the Lord and say how majestic is his name in all the earth. And that is exactly what we do when we're here. It starts here and it starts now. I love talking about worship um, and it's not just because I play the guitar. Um, I love talking about worship because I believe passionately that our lives as Christians begin here week by week as we come to worship. And for those of you watching online because you can't get here or you're not well, then uh, I would say the same to you. Our lives begin each week. Sunday begins with worship so that we can live out our lives as saints. But anyway, I'm jumping to my third point, so I'm going to go to the second. Uh, so there are, there are saints of history, and it's great to know about them, celebrate them, uh, read about them. When you see it's St. Patrick's Day and you're dressing yourself up in green, do a Google and find out, well, who was Patrick? And uh, maybe sing his hymn and, and understand a bit more about him, for example. There's pretty much a saint that's assigned to every day of the year. And sometimes, just in case you wonder, we can move the saints around. Um, so uh, just as we're celebrating all saints today, um, the church, uh, trans it's called translating uh, a festival, and we can, or transferring a festival. We can transfer the festival from one day to another, because if we were celebrating all saints tomorrow, which we will be at morning prayer, there'll be a, a handful of people here. And so we, we move it to a Sunday. Um, so there's saints of history, and then there's the saints of here. Uh, one of the things that they do in the Diocese of New Westminster is, um, is they like to give people medals, 
Um, and uh, uh, these are uh, awards um, called the Order of the Diocese of New Westminster. And you may see some people in church today with a, with a medal around. Um, they didn't want to wear them because they're a bit embarrassed. Um, but I asked them, would you mind? Um, and so if you've got children in the church, maybe you can say to them, uh, go, go and chat with someone with a medal on and, and, and have, them, uh, have them look at it. Um, it comes up. So what happens is every, it used to be every year, now it's every two years, um, there's, a, there's a chance to, uh, where churches are invited to nominate somebody who has been a long-standing, committed saint serving in ministry in a church. Um, and, uh, and so there's, there's always a discussion about who should we give one of these awards to. Um, and typically what happens is once the, the parish council kind of decide these are the, the names of different people who we could give the badge to, um, then, then somebody has the job of going to the person. And normally the, the answer they give back is, no, I, I don't really want it. And, you know, we know we found the right person to give an award to um, in this way when they say, no, I don't want it. Because the saints are the people who have been committed to serve and don't do it for the glory and the recognition and the bling of a badge. They do it because they want to serve Jesus. They do it because week by week they're here saying, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Um, and so I, I don't want to draw too much attention to people with badges, um, but do say hi to them and ask them, uh, ask them what's, what's it been like serving for a long period of time? And I think it's great. One of the things that we get in, um, in the Anglican church uh, and other churches too, but especially we get, is there are people who have been uh, committed to serving for years um, and, and they don't stop serving. We talk about serving in, in a ministry, all of us, finding a way to serve. There is no retirement from serving. Uh, retirement is, to quote the Salvation Army, promotion to glory. There might be a season when we, uh, we find for health reasons or family situations it harder to serve. But normally there's some way we can serve the church. And so um, I want to encourage you. Uh, if you are thinking about uh, finding a way to serve or, or not sure what you can do, there are ways that you can serve. Regular things, one-off things, special things that come up from time to time. Uh, but it's not just the saints with badges. As I say, we come up with these huge long lists of different people who have been serving faithfully for years when it comes to working out who to give a badge to. Um, and there are so many people who have been serving for so long uh, in church. And sometimes people move around from one church to another for different reasons or because they move house and, and so they may not have been here for 60 years serving, but you know, they've, they've been serving somewhere else and somewhere else. So I just want to kind of recognize uh, the saints of here and that we have so many people who serve um, time and again um, and are the first to come forward. And then thirdly, there's the saints of today. No one gets away from this sermon uh, without me talking to you specifically. You are the saints of today, every single one of you. Uh, if we look at Paul's letters um, to, uh, to Ephesus and the church in Corinth, we see that Paul uh, writes to the saints in Ephesus, to the saints in Corinth. And what do we know about the church in Corinth? Do we think they were saints? No. 
Paul is writing a letter to them precisely because they are not living lives as you would expect saints to live their lives. Now, they're really into the charismatic gifts. They're great when it comes to gifts. But uh, they also um, were, were not very good when it came to fidelity. Um, they, were, they were very immoral in many other ways. So he's writing to this group who are super excited about gifts, but very immoral. And yet, he began his letter by saying, to the saints. A saint is someone who is set apart. It's connected with the word sanctified, which means made holy. Holy is anything that's holy is connected with God. And so, uh, so the idea of a saint is that we are, um, we are set apart um, for God's work. We're set apart to be people who can say, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. It's a wonderful psalm, and, and God has put us in this psalm, on this, on this platform, on this pedestal. What is mankind that you are mindful of them and human beings that you care for them, verse 4? You have made them, verse 5, a little lower than angels. Now, I don't know what happened in your house this morning as you were getting ready for church, but I'm, I wonder whether anybody felt uh, the, this morning they were just a little lower than angels. Maybe there were some stresses. If you have children, there were probably some stresses. There were probably shoes that couldn't be found, you know, masks that couldn't be found. I mean, that's the latest thing, isn't it? You gotta, have you got a mask? Yes, I've got a mask, and then you get somewhere. Where's your mask? It's at home. Good job for glove boxes in the car and spare masks. Um, but, you know, there's so many things to think of, and we're, we may not feel that in our own situation, our, our house or our lives are full of people who are just a little lower than angels. And yet, that is what God is saying to us. And so, to, to be a saint today means about making the choice, making the choice to recognize that we are set apart. Uh, after it says, you have made them a little lower than angels, it says, and crowned them with glory and honor. We get to wear crowns on our heads. That's, that's how much uh, God is for us. That's how much God um, believes in us. I think it's so exciting. And yet also extremely scary and extremely daunting. Because the message of being a saint in the Bible is not a message that says, you've done an amazing job, I'm going to call you a saint. The message time and again is, you are a saint. I've made you a bit lower than the angels. I've given you a crown. I've let you rule over creation as humankind. So, because I've done all those things, now go and work out what it means to live and behave like a saint. What does it mean to live and behave like a saint? And the answer is, again, very simple and very difficult. It's very simple. We're to be people who praise, who say, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The first place to start when it comes to being a saint in your week is being at church on Sunday and worshiping, is opening the Bible and reading Scripture. And you don't just have to do that on Sundays. Every day, 9 o'clock, we're here 
for morning prayer in person um, and on our website and from next week on YouTube. So different ways to set the day ready. But you could be at home and reading your Bible and saying those words too. When we put Jesus first, then we begin to live a life that follows him. And you might think, but you know, okay, I made a commitment to Christ five years ago. I made a commitment to Christ 20 years ago, 60 years ago. Why are you saying that to me, David? The reason we're to be saints for today is because, as it says in the Bible, today will you make a choice to follow Jesus. Today. Will you follow, it's not in this passage, it's elsewhere, but will you follow Christ today? Because every time we have to make that conscious choice to choose to be people who live our lives as the saints, as those who are set apart. If we want to see transformation in the world, if we want to see transformation in our cities, if we want to see transformation in our families, it begins with us saying, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. It continues with us recognizing that the Lord has placed us a little lower than the angels and has put a crown upon our heads. Not because we deserve to be on a pedestal, but because he wants to use us to make a difference in the world. So in a minute, I'm going to pray. And, uh, and as I do... I'm guessing there'll be some people who are super excited and like, yes, I'm ready. I'm going to go out there and I'm going um, to renew my commitment as a saint in this All Saints season. There are other people who will be quite daunted. And there are others who think, you know, I don't know what you've been saying for the last 30 minutes, David. Um, I'm getting quite bored. So wherever you are, I invite you to close your eyes and pray with me, whichever those of, of those it is. Lord, we thank you that you call all of us to be saints. We thank you for the saints of history who can show us examples of how to live as Christians. We thank you for the saints over here who have served for many years and continue to serve and are committed to help uh, further your kingdom on earth in this place. And so, Lord, help us to be the saints of today as we go out into our week, into our workplace, into our schools, into our neighborhoods, into the community. Help us to be light to a world that is obsessed at the moment with darkness. Help us, Lord, to be light. Help us to be peace in a world that seems to be full of conflict. Help us to be joy in a world that is full of sorrow. Help us to live up to our name of those who are just below the angels and crowned as the saints. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.